like to say hello and welcome you. Good day, that is my name. Come here and sit down. I'm so glad you even really truly came. No. Okay. Um, well, I'm ready when you are to okay. start it. Um, Did we not already start? I thought we were going this whole time. <laughs> we it's all my best it. stuff. Oh, no. <laughs> and no one heard it. Yeah. Uh, I'm, uh, out of, I'm out of material. Oh, no. Hello, and welcome back to Cast Party, the freewheeling pop culture podcast that comes to you every two weeks. <laughs> Rain or shine. <laughs> no, nothing can stay our holy rounds. Yeah. I'm Dave. How are you? I'm Brennan. <laughs> All right, we did it. Oh, and also, I'm Jack. He's he's in the room. He's in the room. He will probably get bored and leave at some point. <laughs> yeah. But we'll see. I'm actually I'm looking up when our last episode was. Be, you might be I right, want, Jack. Uh, I think it was in. Oh, I don't know. Not December. It was April eighth. April. Okay. So it was this year. We did it. Um, although it is pretty much the year anniversary of the episode before that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it turns out that um, my lifestyle, which gives me almost only weekday mornings free, doesn't really work with your teaching schedule. No, I don't often have weekday mornings off. <laughs> uh, craziest and I, thing. And if I do, I've got a caravan a child around sometime. Yeah. Well, I'm happy we got to do this. We did it. For the fans. Okay, that's the end of the podcast. Okay, Bye, yeah, guys. see you later. <laughs> I gotta go. I have 800 other podcasts to do. <laughs> um, <laughs> what? He's not lying. <laughs> He's not lying. <laughs> that's true. Um, yeah, so what's up, Dave? How's not it? much, Brennan. We, we have no plans for what to we talk about. None. It's probably going to be an hour of us just staring at each other. I mean, that's kind of romantic. Yeah. Yeah, we've already a- thirty minutes. <laughs> it's been a minute. Yeah. Um, right. So, I mean, uh, have you been watching The Good Place season four? I absolutely have. Yes. Oh, we haven't watched the most recent episode. You're right. Okay. I watched it yesterday, okay. so I win. <laughs> Try not to spoil it. I I mean I don't we we have had such a hard time talking about The Good Place on the show because we don't want to spoil it. No. And literally talking about anything beyond the first five minutes of the first episode is a spoiler, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Because it's constantly, you There's know, constantly a twist. Yeah, um, yeah, it's great. And I, I slowly get. I talk about it all the time with my students, and then every once in a while, a kid is like, "Okay, so I finally watched it, and yeah, you're right, it's really good." And I talk about it so much that it's almost like people resent. Yeah, when they like it, they're like, "Ugh." No, I totally get that. Um, my b- my greatest fear is that I will eventually watch Breaking Bad and love it because mm. I. Don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't want to watch it. I mean, it's really well done. I've heard, Dave. It's really well done. I've heard I from also, every human being on the planet. I also would say, uh, I would say it is held up to a higher level than I think it actually was at when it was on. Oh yeah, and look, and any TV show that you're looking back on mm-hmm. fondly, you're skipping past all the filler episodes because mm-hmm. you know selective memory. Well, and. And most people experienced Breaking Bad uh, in a binge watch, mm-hmm. and I experienced it in real time. So very often I was like, "What's happening again?" I don't know, and I just yeah. kind of watch it and let let it wash over me. But there's definite parts of it that I think are not great. 
some of the performances are not oh, really? real strong. Uh, in fact, one of the main characters, the performance drove me crazy. I won't tell you which one, but... I do want to know, though. Can I guess? Yeah. If I guess, will you tell me? Mm-hmm. Is it Aaron Paul? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I figured. He's not, he's not good, and everybody's like, oh, my God, what a great character, and I'm like... He's so inconsistent. I don't understand him at all, and I don't, I don't feel like they're like, oh, we created this multi-level character. It was just kind of, he did what they needed to to make the main character more interesting. I guess mm-hmm. I don't know. It was weird. Um, I don't know, and and it par- partially comes from the fact that his character was supposed to be killed off like right away, and then they kept him. Oh around. yeah, and the creator of the show, I've heard him say like, oh, he's a freaking movie star, and I'm like, is he? Because he's in Need for Speed. He hasn't starred in a movie <laughs> that yeah, anybody he was, saw. He's in The Nine Lives of Lewis Drax or something. Sure. Yep. If you say so. Yeah, I he's do. He's got his own sequel? Is it a sequel? Oh, yeah. There, I saw on Letterboxd that there is some sort of new Breaking Bad mm-hmm. feature film mm-hmm. out. Well, I, I I have barely heard about it. It, it can't be a huge thing, is it? I imagine it's a it would bi- be... I mean, in the... In the in the circles I run it. No, uh-huh. in like my website slash podcast circle of things that I experience. Uh-huh. It's every couple of days there's a new Breaking Bad thing coming up, and I'm like, okay, whatever. Oh, okay. So people are talking about it. Mm-hmm. I've just completely missed it. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> but I have 800 different people who talk about 800 different things, too, and none of them have brought up Breaking Bad. Yeah. Well, that's it. Breaking Bad doesn't fit into the horror genre. Maybe it does. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of murders. We need a third mic for Jack. He's inner. I gotta get better about giving him the mic, I guess, because half the podcast is gonna be silence and then just Brennan. us listening to quiet mumbling. Yeah, and then Brendan responding. Uh all right. That was a watch check. That wasn't a time check. Okay, that, that's I just fine. found out my friend finished a workout. Oh, like like an Apple Watch check. Yeah, and I it's thought really you were annoying. just checking that you still had a. He's watch He's always on. finishing a workout, and I'm never finishing a workout. Because you're because you never stop. You're constantly yeah, working yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. I'm just his heart rate <laughs> from him. Yesterday he was so stressed that his heart rate went up. He got thirty minutes of exercise by sitting down. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that didn't go well for me. Well that that's why you're looking so jacked right now. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> Jack, don't laugh at that. He's being serious. <laughs> the podcasting audience of two can't one of two of actually it might be zero. I don't know. No, look, um we're gonna pop up in My sister feet. definitely listens sometimes. Yeah. Well we we release episodes sometimes, so yeah. it's about she listens one hundred percent of the time that we yeah. have episodes. Um yes. So other things. My sister probably turned it off when I talked bad about Breaking Bad because she loves that show. Oh yeah. Also, I'm going to probably talk bad about other things that she likes because I was going to mention mm-hmm. that there are definitely TV actors who are perfect for the role that they're in, mm-hmm. but when they start to try to break out into other things, I'm like, you need to convince me that you have something else in you. Yeah. Um, well, I think most actors, uh, they kind of have like one thing they do really well, and then everything else is kind of not as good. Mm-hmm. Um, good word, mediocre. Yeah. Um I would say Aaron Paul on Breaking Bad started out as mediocre. <laughs> it, bo- I mean, it really bothered me from episode one, and I just had to no. overlook it. But it was such a weird thing watching the show and being like, eh. and then when everybody caught up and everybody's like, "Oh, Jesse Pinkman," and I was like, 
okay, he's kind of annoying. And I don't know, like, I don't know if he's supposed to sound that dumb, but he sure sounds dumb. <laughs> um, Do you watch Breaking Bad? Do you watch Breaking Bad? I did watch Breaking Bad. Oh. I watched it. <laughs> oh. I watched it. I think I started season two on time, but season one I had to binge watch. Yeah, it happens. But like the old kind of binge watch on Netflix when it was they sent DVDs to your house. Oh, I love that. Yeah, so you'd get like three at a time, and it would be, I think it was almost the whole season on the three DVDs, but. Yeah, I, I mean, most first seasons are pretty short. Yeah. Um, Jack's already run away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so for me, mm-hmm. I I need some real strong convincing on Amelia Clark as a mm. movie actress. Um, like, especially like this new movie, um, Last Christmas that she's in with Henry Golding from Crazy Rich Asians. Mm. Have you seen the trailer for this? No. It's. Is it based on the song? Uh, it the plot doesn't seem to be, okay. but it's one of those movies that's the whole soundtrack is George Michael songs, oh. but it's not a musical. Mm. Um, it seems odd, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. So it's. Henry Golding and Amelia Clark in the in the like pretty much the discourse around it was like oh they're going to be so charming it's going to be so fun and I'm like I have yet to be convinced that either of these people is charming yeah like Henry Golding is incredibly attractive mm-hmm. and has like a movie star face okay but he's a TV presenter or he was oh and he acts like a TV presenter <laughs> um yeah and Amelia Clark I'm like I don't I, I just know. I'm not getting anything from her yet. I'm giving yeah. her the opportunity. But well, I can't remember did are you did you watch Game of Thrones? The first and the last seasons, yes. Okay. So, there was this backlash because her character's arc uh, yes, took a sharp left turn. Mm-hmm. And I wonder how much of that backlash is due to her performance not being great and no one realizing it. Like maybe like, in the hands of a better actor, or maybe she like could have sold it better. I don't know. I don't know because I only watched it one time and I was fine with it. I yeah, whatever. People were upset, but it was like, well, they only had so many episodes. They just had to at some point. People had to just do things. Yeah, they had to kind of rush it a little bit. Yeah, but I don't know. I I try not to like directly blame actors for things mm-hmm. because having like whatever mild experience in the industry that I have, I'm like, oh, you can be really punished by a bad edit Mm -hmm. or a bad director. Mm -hmm. And it's not always your fault the way Mm -hmm. things look on screen. But that's why I'm like, I want you to tell me, I want to be shown range somewhere along the line. Yeah. I I mean, she's very charming in real life, but will it? Oh yeah. When when you have your cocktail parties with Amelia Clark. Mm -hmm. I mean like, I guess not in real life, in red carpet life. Mm-hmm. in that like she's adorable but um i wonder also how much that is like so you're really believable in this one part but also you play that part for so long that maybe it's hard to kick the habits from playing that part and then you kind of forget how to be anything else I maybe especially if it's like you're i don't know is was that her first major role is the first thing that a lot of people knew her for I think but, it was her first major role yeah so but yeah if your first thing is something that lasts like mm-hmm. 8 years yeah um it must be difficult to transition. Mm-hmm. Like how well, at least, you know, from the Harry Potter people like Daniel Radcliffe and Emma Watson took a couple of years to figure out what they were where mm-hmm. they were going. And Rupert Grint. Yeah. He's doing a thing too. 
he's on a show that is streaming on Crackle. Mm-hmm. Which one? Oh God, it's um, I think it's a a show based off of one of those Guy Ritchie movies. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But there's another one that he's into called like Sick Note. Really? Sick, yeah. Oh okay. And it's it's a good premise. A guy uh thinks he's diagnosed with cancer, so or he gets a diagnosis of cancer, so everybody feels sorry for him. Then they find out it was a mistake, and he's too embarrassed to like tell anyone. Oh. So then he has to like cover up that he's perfectly healthy. And hijinks oh, and fun. Yeah, I think that's on Netflix. But yeah, the other one is um, Nick yeah. Frost is in that show too. Um, Snatch. Snatch, Snatch is yes. the show that he's in. Yes, and that's okay. okay. I watched some of it. Well, and it's good. Okay, good for him. Yeah, but he he does have a lot of Ron Weasley moments. But I don't know. I think that's just Rupert Grint moments, and now we identify him as Ron Weasley because. Mm-hmm. That's how it goes. I finally finished Swiss Army Man. It took me like several years. Okay, but what did you think? It was bizarre and beautiful, and I don't know what it was about even, but I loved it. I love Swiss Army Man. Yeah. That is the the one movie that I've seen where the score is the most well integrated into the plot and the characters mm-hmm. that I've ever seen. It's so organic and strange mm-hmm. and they interact with it mm-hmm. and it sounds to me the score sounds like it's them yeah it is it is them yeah like it's, it's this so weird acapella kind of self-created mm-hmm. reflection of the world that they've kind of created out of their own minds mm-hmm. um but there's these parts where they're it seems like they're listening to the score and reacting to it mm-hmm. and creating it and yeah it's weird it just shows such a clarity of vision mm-hmm. on the part of the people who made it and like this is insane yeah it was all there in their head when they were making it yeah um, which uh i mean i think and this goes back to that same thing i think a lot of first time directors their first thing comes out and it's like so well thought out and then mm. everything after that they're like i don't know i got a script and well, yeah, like, they have to rush one out so they have one the next year first album same thing like it's like your whole life you've spent creating this one story in your mind. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing you're like, I don't know. Uh, uh, there's a guy and a girl and I don't know. <laughs> and a pizza place. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's two guys, a girl and a pizza place. Get I'm it right. so sorry. Forgive Honor, me for forgetting the one who's not Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Honor Ryan Reynolds early career, please. <laughs> I do what I can. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Swiss Army Man was Really good, but yeah, it was kind of more enjoyable in small doses because it was so strange that I was like, I don't know what's going on. It is a heavy dose of surreal. Yeah, um, but that's somebody that, I mean, that is not Harry Potter in that movie. Oh, no. That is a totally different thing. Daniel Radcliffe has gone basically the exact same career route as Elijah Wood, um, Mm. where they're making a lot of smaller movies because they can, because they are set for life off of the franchises that they had built around them. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they get to make these weird little movies that aren't mainstream Mm -hmm. and that, you know, work to what they want to be doing with their craft. It's really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, It's funny because I always think of Elijah Wood. I always think of, Lord of the Rings is happening like in the middle of his career or towards the end of his career because he had been around for so long. Oh, yeah. Because he was a child star and like was a big deal in the early, like mid 90s, like had this moment where they were building movies around him and then yeah. they flopped. He was in the faculty mm-hmm. north. Yeah. That one was weird. Um, and then, yeah, he 
disappeared for a while and turned well he probably didn't disappear he was working on lord of the rings for like a year and a half or something Mm -hmm. uh and then you know it was being edited for another year and a half and then it showed up um so yeah that's a whole that's a whole thing um it's weird like sean astin's career right now is like he's done nothing but create iconic roles in movies that span all these generations or like i guess tv shows but he was like Mikey and the Goonies, which was my childhood. Then oh, he was yeah. Lord of the Rings, which is yeah. your childhood, I guess. And then he did. Uh, he was Drew Barrymore's brother in 51st Dates. Yes, that's a big one. Um, oof, talk about some bad choices. Uh, just acting choices in that <laughs> one. He's like, I'm going to do a lisp. That'll work. Never works. Never works. Character with a lisp, always, always a bad idea. Um, and then he did, uh, yeah, and then he's in Stranger Things as like, yeah, and now he's uh, Colonel Sanders on the oh, new yeah. KFC commercials. Oh God, those things are so frustrating. I have so many issues with just commercials in general. Oh I feel yeah, like, I feel like it's kind of crazy that we're still doing this. Like, okay, you're gonna watch TV, but your punishment is you have to watch something sponsored by our product. And like at some point, I think people could be influenced by commercials. But I think at this point we're all just like, why are why do we have commercials in our lives? And it's just this thing that like, oh, I wish I had paused this so I could fast forward through the commercials, you know, like, uh, so it feels like maybe advertising needs to take a take a new tact so that we're not all very aware of what's happening and get resentful. Like, I will never, I will never use Geico. I will never use Geico. I don't yeah. know if they're the best, but I won't use them. Well, and. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, you know, bitter about the yeah. commercials to the point that, like, if I see a lot of commercials, I won't use them. Yeah. But also, I feel like they're not working mm-hmm. because I don't know exactly what Geico does. I know it's probably insurance. Mm-hmm. But if I was like, oh, I need insurance, I'm not immediately going to think of Geico because yeah. I don't know. I, I'm just not paying attention. And that's that's my point, I guess, is, like, I'm not, like gonna stop because i you know whatever my insurance is state farm i'm not gonna move away from state farm because i hate their commercials but i'm definitely not going to get a new product like oh i've never tried that because of their dumb commercials yeah because they had a wacky commercial yeah. with the there's like an app where they can imagine that there's a gecko but then the real gecko walks up and they're like oh my god there's mm-hmm. two in the app yeah and i'm just like am i supposed to gain amusement from this yeah i, yeah. I don't know or the I mean, you go to the movies a lot less than I do, but there's one that plays before every movie for the past basically full year mm-hmm. about a woman who's moving, so she's really stressed out, so she hired like a band to play calming music. Um, and there's like people following her with like harps and stuff. Okay. And then she switches to maybe Geico? It might be Geico. Okay. It's probably not. Yeah. It's some insurance. Right. Um, and then she's like, All right, I'm calm now and then she tells them to play rock as she as if she's talking to Alexa. Uh-huh. Oh, oh. I might have she her. she perked up, but she went, she she didn't do anything. Okay, um, <laughs> she just said, "I heard my name." What yeah, do I need to do. Um, but then they like kind of do. It's a it just is nonsense. Mm-hmm. It's attempting to have narrative, but it's completely random. How about what's the one? Is it like seventy six? I think where it's a series of commercials where I don't know what the origin is, but it's like these two people on a road trip, and it's like it looks like. It looks like they took 30 seconds out of an indie movie every time. They're, like, in a Volkswagen Vanagon or something. And, like, each commercial makes no sense. And then they put the 76 logo at the end. And you're like, 
uh, what? <laughs> yeah. How did gasoline relate to that? I don't understand. And I'm sorry, Progressive, but I will never go to pro- Progressive.com to see the rest of Flo's journey or whatever. Oh, my Lord. I don't know why they think I want to watch a web miniseries about their characters. Yeah. Ooh. And she, she's on other stuff. Like, she's definitely an actor. And, um, like, I've heard for years, like, oh, no, she's really funny. Like, she's a really funny actor. And, like, when you see another – and then I watched her and other stuff. And I'm like, oh, no, I can't. <laughs> I don't know if this is funny or not, but I hate it. Like, I can't watch her on anything. She's on the Goldberg sometimes as well. One of the mom's friends. And she's always just there. (laughs) Sure. Um, Yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, I just think it's like, seriously, we we know what you're trying to do. And we're, we're like too aware of it. At the beginning, I think people were like, oh, I like this commercial. Let's, let's get that product. And I don't know. I mean, maybe it works for some people. I I will say I can be tricked by good packaging mm-hmm. because if, if like a chocolate milk comes in, this really nice, like sleek kind of like mm-hmm. golden brown container. I'm like, Ooh, that looks delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, I like very clean, like sweeping lines. Mm-hmm. I um, mean, that is to me, one of the better things you can do is make your product look nicer than others. Right. Because you're going to, I mean, if it's a grocery store thing, it's just funny because I'm like, I actually will go the opposite way and I'll buy the generic brand even when I'll buy a generic brand more than once when I'm unsatisfied with it just because I'm like, oh, I'm saving money and I don't care about the packaging or if I've never heard of it. And then like, like the Target uh, Band-Aids, we are really not going to get any sponsors for the show ever because we're talking bad about all these products. Yeah. And we release once a year. So. Uh, Typically, if we ever wanted a sponsor, we've said so many negative things about things. It doesn't matter. Anyway, but like I've gotten Target brand Band-Aids more than once and had them like they suck. Like as soon as you wash your hands, they just fall off and you're like, oh, maybe I didn't put that one on right. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Then finally, I was like, no, I need to get like Band-Aid brand Band-Aids and just pay the extra two dollars. Yeah. And be okay with it. Like. Um, I, I get generic brand stuff a lot too. Yeah. Um, but there are definitely places where we have to draw the line. Yeah. And it's mostly toiletries. Yeah. Um, I learned that the hard way with mouthwash. Oh. Um, because it was like ninety nine percent alcohol. Like oh. it made me gag. Oh yeah. Um, it it burns. Yeah, I think I had the generic mouthwash for a while, for a long while. That wasn't good. Um, oh, the worst was I bought. I was like, oh, Target brand diapers are cheap when Jack was little. Oh no. And uh. I don't know how to describe it, but like you would, um, so on diapers, you know, there's that little sticky part and you like peel it back and uh-huh. then stick it to the diaper. But when you would peel it back, it would just come off. <laughs> so now that diaper is non-functional. You have to use uh, safety pins like in the olden yeah, days. So it was like, I, so I was like, well, I'm saving money on the overall cost, but I go through for every diaper change, I go through like three diapers. So it's really not saving me any money. Yeah. And what's funny is I would, I kept them for years and then finally was like wait i hate these why don't i just throw them away i was like well then i lost money on them the logic is difficult sometimes yeah all right toiletries yeah didn't again freewheeling didn't Mm -hmm. know we were gonna talk about Mm -hmm. that yep that Uh, happened so there's a bunch of new shows on tv yeah it's the fall season yeah things are coming back i tried to give the uh is it cal pen i tried to give that it's like sunny it's called sunnyside Oh, takes place in like Sunnyside, Brooklyn, and New York. It, he's a disgraced. It's a great setup. Okay, he is not 
the person to lead it. So he's like a he was like a city councilman who never did anything. He was like in it for the fame, not in it for the game. Uh-huh. Uh and he um he uh like gets pulled over by the cops and like says a bunch of incriminating stuff and it's they catch it on their body cam. He's like, uh-huh. "I'll pay you a million dollars, whatever." So he's disgraced, run out of town, run out of office. And then this group of like Im- uh immigrants is trying to get him to help them become citizens. Oh. So it's topical. And they have a very diverse cast. The problem is it's Cal Penn trying to be funny and he is not funny. <laughs> um so it doesn't doesn't quite work for me. And the and the characters it might be one of those things where as this show goes along, the characters kind of mellow out. But right now they're like all pushing so hard on like, mm-hmm. I always say this kind of thing. I'm the guy that says this. and I, So it's just not very good. It might get better. It has a chance. But um, yeah, not good. Um, I haven't watched Perfect Harmony, the one with. Um, I have been seeing ads for that. Yeah. On The Good Place. Yeah. What's that guy's name? Bradley Whitford? Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. It looks it's like a lot of people that I'm like, oh, I kinda hope this go this goes well, but I don't know that it will. Um Well, to me it looks like somebody watched Glee and Pitch Perfect and then made a new show about it way too late for anyone to care. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, I don't even know what it's about because I have the commercials on mute most of the time, but it looks yeah. very like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's again a disgraced like the anti-hero thing is out of control. It's always somebody that's like not likable, but then they become likable. Wow. Yeah. Uh Superstore? Yes, heard of it. Superstore uh has been crazy. It's really good. Okay. Um and again, you want to talk about a diverse cast. They have they have like a super diverse cast, but it's not like it doesn't feel like um tokenism. Like, yeah, it doesn't feel like that. Like the characters are not defined by their heritage. They just are characters that happen to be different um races, but they do have a character that is an illegal immigrant and ICE came for him oh. at the end of last season okay. and took him away. And it like they are dealing with some serious stuff, but with I mean it's like one of the smarter shows on TV, I think, because um, they're always talking about, you know, it's one of the major issues that I don't feel good, like it's talked a lot about is like the big box stores and how those employees are treated and uh-huh. how little money everybody makes at all. the Like we go to all these places to spend our money, but no one in those places is making the money. It's just going up the ladder to corporate. Yep. And that's what that show is a lot about. But like in a very subtle way they're not like hammering you over the head with messages uh but it's really i really like that show it's really funny like really great performances and characters um and uh yeah uh america ferrara yes that's her name uh showing that she can do something other than ugly betty which is nice yeah like she's actually doing it yeah and ben feldman doing something other than whatever character he was on mad men Oh, was he on Mad Men? Yeah. I just I, know him from like some tertiary horror-y things he was in. Okay. Yeah, but he... Um, Jeff um, uh, What? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but he's really good, and he is a very... he's His character is perfect for this time. He's the woke 
guy and they do it perfectly like he's always putting his first his foot in his mouth for yep. being so woke and yeah it's great or trying and failing to yeah like he's he's like the the kid from you know that was born with a silver spoon in his mouth that he's always trying to lecture people on how to live their lives yep and they're all like we we can't live our lives as perfectly as you we don't have anything to fall back on this is our life this job so yeah i think it's really good i think that show is really really funny okay i smart that is one that's like higher on my list of i will check out eventually Mm -hmm. i just uh i find it hard to i don't know i I don't watch a ton of tv anyway i'm watching like four shows right now Mm -hmm. which is high for me Mm -hmm. um but eh, hi jack like i i don't like to watch hour-long shows most of the time at least ones that have are like network hour longs, which yeah. have 22 episode seasons. Cause yeah. I fell off of Riverdale in season two. Cause I was like, I can't. Yeah. But I also have trouble watching sitcoms that aren't just sitting there on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Cause if it's like a weekly sitcom, yeah, it's hard for me to remember to spend 22 minutes watching this thing every week. Cause it's yeah. such a small trifle. Yeah. And I think it's not on Netflix. It's on Hulu. So I have Hulu for the moment. So mm. I can at least, yeah. And it's it's a quick it's a quick watch. There's not a lot of episodes. Uh, Superstore. Superstore. We're talking about Superstore. Yeah, Jack likes it too. Uh, it's pretty inappropriate for kids, but that's okay. Mm, yeah. it should Look, go over his head, I think. Yeah. Parenting. Jack. Parenting Jack, cover your ears. Kids don't know anything. No, they won't get it. No. Okay, you're good. You said <laughs> all the dirty words. Uh huh. Every single one. All of them. There's only two. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... Farthead? How dare you? <laughs> Wash your mouth out with soap. Can you please bleep that out? Everybody's <laughs> going to be so offended. Um, but yeah, no, I just... Uh, I am watching... I mean, I'm talking about The Good Place. Mm-hmm. I'm watching American Horror Story of kind of under duress. Mm. Um, what does that mean? I've, I've, I'm doing it out of obligation more than out of mm. wanting to watch it. Yeah. Um, this season, cause this season, I, I tend to give up on American Horror Story like halfway through a season most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, at least recently, but mm-hmm. this season is slasher movie themed. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I kind of feel like I need to have an opinion on it. And my opinion is mostly fart sound, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I thought it w- I thought of you when I saw the ads for it, I was like, oh my God, Brennan must be so excited, but maybe not. It's really boring. Oh no. Um, well, cause I like a summer camp slasher when it's mm-hmm. 82 minutes long, but this one's 10 hours long. Oh, yeah, that's rough. Um, but, yeah, and also it's Ryan Murphy, so it's fell apart like 12 seconds in. Mm-hmm. Um, he seems to be kind of all about that. Oh, yeah. The shows I remember watching of his, it's like they always start out strong and then fall apart for me immediately. But yep, a lot of people aren't as uh, judgmental as the two of us or – yeah, and they just are into it. Like, or yeah. like, Lauren's been watching it. She's been really liking it. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh, we keep <laughs> we keep being like, "Well, your sister watches it." <laughs> well, fair, whatever. No, but like, uh, or Lauren, she's the only one listening to us, and we're bagging on her. No, I'm not. Look, I'm not bagging on her tastes or anything. Mm-hmm. We just have different tastes. Mm-hmm. But also, I've seen uh, like 800 slasher movies from the yeah. 80s, so I'm a little desensitized to it. Exactly. Yeah, that's you're you're coming from a different. Uh, a different viewpoint yeah you're like oh okay i know what's gonna happen yep <laughs> um what else i'm watching something else new i think oh we watched big mouth 
Oh, I like yeah. Big Mouth a lot. I was watching Big Mouth this morning. Nice. Yeah. I heard a, a fun interview with Nick Kroll about it. Um, and it's interesting because they are dealing with a lot of stuff that's really hard to talk about. Oh, and, yeah. And got some negative feedback, I think, from something they did on this current season. season yes. Three. Uh, there's been some dispute about their definition of the word or of the term pansexual. Right. Um, which, no, no comment. Yeah. I, um, yeah. And I mean, basically what I heard, I didn't, I haven't gotten to that part of the season. Um, but from what I can tell, it's like, what we found out is that we just can't make everybody happy. And so, yeah. And it, it, it's difficult. It's, Look, I mean, obviously, I have a podcast that is about LGBTQ stuff in yeah. the horror field, mm-hmm. um, and there, it's it's tough semantically mm-hmm. to even know what the definition of a word is because everything that humans do is a gray area, mm-hmm. and if you're trying to define yourself in a certain way, there are certain parts of something that you are going to fit, and there are certain parts that you aren't, and. Yeah. It's really complicated, and they tried, and they didn't get it totally right. That's true. Mm-hmm. But also, I don't know. I think the the thing that people most had a problem with it is that it, it feels very didactic. Like, we're teaching you something. Yeah. And they're not totally right, but they're also not totally wrong. It's mm. just there's a lot of nuance that they're missing. Yeah. But also, like, I, I, I don't want to defend the show necessarily because it, it is taking up the position of we're teaching our audience about this, mm-hmm. but also the character teaching us about it is like a 13 year old yeah. who I doesn't know anything. Yeah. And it's a comedy. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I think uh, I'm wondering if we're just going to continue on this trend of everybody getting really upset about every, any time there's any mistake in anything, or if we're ever going to get to a point where it's like, you know what? Fiction isn't supposed to be completely accurate all the time, and can yeah. we just relax a little bit? Well, <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, with with that at least, mm-hmm. is that there's so little talk or representation of something like pansexuality mm-hmm. on TV. So right. this is the one thing that's talking about it, and if they're not getting it right, no one's getting it right. Right. And that's the thing that is really irritating about things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, we need a lot of different people talking about it in a lot of different ways. Yep. And then the the ones that make mistakes aren't going to be noticed. Exactly. And that's the problem is that they decided to start the conversation and no one else is involved. So. Yeah. Uh, so it's a whole thing. But the show yeah. is very funny still. It really is funny. Actually. It's just really funny. And a good rewatch. Like it, it never. Like if you go back and watch it from the beginning, you're like, oh, this is still funny because so much happens in every episode. Oh, yeah. There's like. I you know I watched season one and probably season two and then one of my students was like my favorite character is the dog and I was like there's a dog yes the and dog then, is so good yeah and then they were like acting it out and I was like I don't remember any of that but it's because that's not the part of the show I was paying attention to mm-hmm. um, and the dog is really funny um, I do I quote a lot with Sergio I'm proud of Jay <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah see my what is it. <laughs> Make myself a bubble bath. That's oh the yeah, part that I love. <laughs> I just can't get enough of the female hormone monster. Yeah, Maya Rudolph. Yeah. Um. Oh my God. Her. She has made some incredible. She. She's just incredible on that show and on the Good Place. When oh she, yeah. Leonia Chions. That, <laughs> yeah. That line reading is one of my favorite of all time. 
Do um, you, you listen to the Good Place the podcast, yes. right? Yeah. Well, when they were talking about her performance, they were talking about how she puts a little bit of mustard on like every single line. Yeah. And it shouldn't work, but it does. It does because she's so good. Yeah, she's doing everything wrong. Like it's all the stuff that I would be like, don't, don't do that. If you if you were in my class, I'd be like, don't don't try to make every line funny. Just say just yeah service the script. But then she is so good. It's like okay, she can break the rules, and that's yeah. the difference. She she's such a prof- she's such a pro. Yeah, like she does it with delicacy that she can still maintain the tone of yeah. what it's supposed to oh be. Oh my lord, she's so good. <laughs> yeah, and so she's perfect for this cartoon that's so outrageous. Oh my and God. yeah, oh man, it's disgusting. The vocal talent on that is pretty incredible. Oh yeah, and they just keep adding people. Mm-hmm. Carol Kane is in one episode of the new season. Oh yeah, um, that's I what ha- I heard. Yeah, I hope she comes back. <laughs> Um, how far are you into the new? I think I just finished episode one. Maybe I'm oh, I finished okay. episode two. I got confused because the Valentine special got sucked up into season three now. So yeah, that's officially season three, episode one. Yeah. Um. So I don't know where I am. Uh. But yeah, I just started it and um, I'm taking my time with it because I tend to binge watch that show and then I remember nothing. Yep. Um, which is to me the problem with the binge watching thing is like you you're like enjoying it as it happens and then when it's over you're like what happened what yeah you, you don't have time to mull it over mm-hmm. in between and you know part of watching something is the community communal aspect like you talk to somebody about it and then it's fun to talk about but like that show i'm like i uh, what uh that one i don't know i don't have i don't remember anything <laughs> <laughs> remember that t- um there's the guy i don't know um and we've talked about this before how i need to like digest things multiple times before i feel like i really understand it or Mm -hmm. catching everything um and i think it really is i i think it's because i experience everything no matter what it is emotionally i'm experiencing the the emotion of the show so even Uh though big mouth is crazy it's muni tunes (laughs) um i am still like riding the emotional wave of like the main two characters yeah those boys and uh jesse jesse yeah um, so like, I'm like uh, all into what they're going through emotionally and I'm not paying attention to all the crazy side jokes. Like how funny it is because yeah. you're watching the plot yeah. more. Exactly. And that's why like on a second watch, like really stupid comedies, I enjoy way more because on the first time through, I'm paying attention to the plot and the emotion of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I don't care. But then you go back like, um, I think I've said this before, but Zoolander, I watched it oh. and I was like, I was like, meh, I'm out. And then I went to work that summer and a girl that I worked with kept quoting it. And every time I'd be like, oh, my God, that's what's that from again? And she'd be like, Zoolander. And by the end of summer, she was like, Dave, Zoolander. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I need to watch that movie again so I don't have to care about the plot because then I can then I can experience all the other stuff. But, yeah, I always like that short story you gave me. Oh, all yeah. I cared about was the plot. And I was like, what's ha- there's no plot. So then I needed to, like, understand the nuance. Mm-hmm. I can't catch the nuance on the first on the first try. Um, yeah, which is why like Good Place season one, I watched the whole thing through and was like, I don't know. And then what happened happened, and I went, I need to go back and watch this again. And then I was like, this show is genius. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. Um. That's for Big Mouth. Do you have a favorite character that you can recall, or at least someone that you? I mean. I he's 
thoroughly disgusting, but Jay, like, oh yeah, he cracks me up. But that's a lot of it is Jason Manzukas. Just everything yeah. he says makes me laugh, which is weird because when he first started popping up in things, I was like, who is this guy? Why is he so bad and everything? And then now that I, especially after listening to the podcast he does, how did this get made? Yeah, and hearing how quick he is, and mm-hmm. that he he is like a he's a legend, like in the improv community uh-huh like people are like no one can touch him he's just so fast um and he is but like his first few introductions to things he was he used he always plays kind of an obnoxious character yes he does and you when you only know the person is the obnoxious character you don't always get the joke of how obnoxious they are you're just like ugh, guys obnoxious like the first time i saw him was on parks and rec and he's just despicable oh yeah <laughs> does he have one where he's like Every every one of those bottles has been inside a person or so, something awful. Oh yeah, <laughs> just the worst. Um, he's yeah, but like when you get his once you get his voice, then you go back and watch stuff like that, and you're like, oh my god, that's brilliant. Oh yeah, he's so funny, and also Jay is a character that I'm actually really compelled by his arc mm-hmm. because it is a queer arc. He's mm-hmm. like coming out as bisexual over the yeah. course of the show. Um, in the foulest way possible. Yeah, which, which I also enjoy. Yeah, I. It's so great that there's that a uh, a character that's going through something like that gets to also like not be like this perfect saint or whatever, and like he's weird and gross. And yeah, he's really weird. Yeah. Um, and also so the 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 parts of his story that are around the personification of household objects, I mostly find truly revolting Mm -hmm. it and it's gotten worse and worse oh yeah it was really weird the first season but it was still funny but it's just gotten to a point where i'm like i don't even know what they're trying to say anymore and that's okay well but the thing it's so gross i without going into almost any detail yeah there is a a a grain of truth in what they're Mm -hmm. exaggerating there yeah um which is what makes it so horrifying it's yeah. so funny. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because a- a- everything that they write about is really crazy and exaggerated and mm-hmm. silly, but it's born from this real place of mm-hmm. what it's like to be in puberty and what, mm-hmm. like, how you feel or what your friends are doing or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Because it's a disgusting time. Mm-hmm. It's a, oh, it's the worst time. Um, And it's funny to watch because, uh, you know, I teach freshmen and they're still kind of some of them are still in that period of their life yeah. and they haven't fully adjusted. And like, that's why like, it's so funny to watch the difference between, well, and just between different kids. There's some kids that are already like, I'm like, they're the same as a senior in high school. Like they yeah. just psychologically, whatever they've like figured it out or not figured it out, but are more figured out. They're and more secure. Yeah. And then there's the poor freshmen that come in and are still kids. Like they're still little kids and they're like, What's happening? And I have a lot of kids that are, it's weird. I feel like when I was in high school, most of us, I at least I felt like most of us were pretty grown up. And then now I feel like kids are staying kids longer because of helicopter parenting in a way, um, which is weird because kids should have been exposed to way more than I was. But they, I think maybe that turns them off from certain things and they don't want to. I just, I, I don't know. I, when I was in high school, the drama kids were wild and my drama kids are like quirky, but don't do anything bad. 
Oh. And then usually their senior year, a couple of them get a little wild, but. And then there's like weird rifts because it's like, you started doing bad things. I'm like, we would have made fun of a kid that didn't do bad things when I was in high school. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's interesting. And also, I mean, the the way that people socialize is so different. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's definitely, you know, it's changed a lot of things about the way that people behave. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to yeah. see. Um, as for Big Mouth, mm-hmm. I really love Missy. Um, yeah, Jenny Slate's character. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she's she's great. just so sweet, and but also you know wants you know is also going through puberty and also has yeah. her own things that she's dealing with. Um, I just saw her, uh, I guess transition moment, whatever episode that's in is what the, I just watched. That ep- girls get angry too. That mm-hmm. episode, yeah. Oh yeah, she's got that's some great. great stuff. I like that. Um, and there are definitely there are definitely parts of the show where you're like, oh, we're gonna do this kind of scene. Oh, I'm gonna have to pull back a little bit. It's too gross. Mm-hmm. Um, but I respect the fact that it goes wherever the hell it wants to mm-hmm. go. Mm-hmm. Um, like I hate Coach Steve. Oh yeah, that character I find so just it's annoying. Yeah, annoying and gross and creepy and weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sergio really likes that character. Oh, um, and I really love the kind of grotesque mutant hormone monster that is Coach Steve's hormone monster. And Sergio cannot stand the sight of him. Yeah. Oh, God, that one is so funny. What are you going to do? (laughs) (laughs) I could do an okay impression of that guy. Yeah, that was good. I Um, like that we did it in stereo. Yeah. (laughs) You're welcome, listeners. Visslers. Oy, oy, oy. (laughs) I may have had a long week. Maybe. I may have. Uh yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, movies wise, it has been like a real slow time. Yeah, I mean, the summer hasn't been super strong. Yeah, but typically September and October are pretty weak for mm-hmm. movies too. But this summer was, I mean, partly because the biggest thing that happened this summer happened in like May, May, or April. Yeah. yeah, Endgame was good. We did we talk about that? We must have. I don't know. I don't know. I just it was uh. Like, I had a very emotional ride in that movie. Uh, but mostly because I was sitting next to Jack, and it was I was watching his childhood go by. Whoa. You know? And I was like, oh, man. Like, I've had a couple things like that. Like, we're coming to the end of the decade, and it's the only decade he's been alive in. He was born in 2010. So it's like... Oh, yeah. You know? So, like, this decade has meant, in, from a pop culture standpoint, like, the superhero thing became a thing during this decade and he was a little boy you know it's the perfect For, time yeah it's a perfect time to be a dad and a little boy especially like a single dad and his little boy to like have something to bond over because i've always loved superheroes so like you know i'm responsible i got him into the batman thing because i thought it would be cool and then he got super obsessed and then every superhero movie that came out it was like a a new thing um so yeah uh it just is like I was sitting there just watching and like tears just streaming down my face. Aww. And he and a woman behind us at the end of the movie, she was like, it was so fun to watch him watch that movie because he was experiencing it like yeah. exactly how it should be, which uh, means like he wasn't analyzing whether or not it made sense because that movie should not be analyzed about whether or not it made sense. No, especially anyone who wants to approach it from a time travel perspective. Please don't. <laughs> Please don't. Please just watch movies like that for what they are, um, which is funny. I think I think p- 
part of why things get overanalyzed is like all the movies out there to analyze are so simple and like popcorny. And so all the people that like to analyze movies are like, what, what will I do? Yeah. What do I analyze? I saw, uh, there's a ad for a movie. I don't even know what it's called, but it's like Edward Norton Jr. Alec Baldwin, some other important person. And it was like all these like award-winning actor mm-hmm. types. And I was like, oh, is this a new TV show? I just assumed. Because <laughs> like, what movie would have a bunch of like good actors in it now and not be a superhero movie? And then it was like, this movie. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, is it that weird one about like Nikola Tesla and Thomas Edison? It might be. I think I've only seen it on mute. Like, I don't think I've. But yeah, it might be that. I don't know. Are you sure it's Edward Norton? Yeah. Okay, I'll look that up. Did you say you said Junior? Is that I think his name is Ed Norton Junior, but it might not be. I've never ever heard it said that way. Yeah. Oh, is it Ed Begley Junior? It might be Ed Begley Junior. And there was a football player named Ken Norton Junior. That that was uh, a big deal in the NFL when I was in high school. And then when he finished playing in the NFL, he went back to college, and his college was UCLA. So we, me and my other Forty Nine er fan friend, would see him around campus and be like, um. And he's like an enormous human being. His dad was a very famous boxer that boxed against Muhammad Ali. Helena. What? Boxing Helena? <laughs> Never mind. No. no, but he was like a giant man. Oh. And like we'd see him around with his cowboy hat on. Be like, it's Ken Norton Jr. What do we do? Run. Yeah, run. Um, the movie you're talking about is Motherless Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, it's 1950s New York. A lonely private detective afflicted with Tourette's is trying to solve the murder of his only friend. That sounds terrible. Um, it's directed by Edward Norton. Yeah. Junior. Yep. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So, but that, how often does a movie like that come out anymore? Almost never. Yeah. Unless it's like Leonardo DiCaprio and something. Yeah, you're right. I mean, well, yeah, because like Meryl Streep has moved on to like Big Little Lies. Mm-hmm. Like fancy people are making TV now mm-hmm. because TV is movies and movies is TV. Yeah. A movies is just comic books, I think. I don't know. It's weird, but it's like, what a great time in my life for movies to not be great because I can't ever go to the movies. So yeah, <laughs> I didn't miss much. Yeah. There's like very, it's very rare that I missed a movie in the theater that I wanted to see. And that used to happen when Jack was younger, it would happen all the time. It'd be like, <sighs> I wanted to see it, but I didn't have time. And then now it's like, uh, I missed Aquaman. <laughs> yeah. You're, you didn't miss anything. I didn't want to see it. Um, no, I, I'm actually having trouble. It's it's around the season where I start to put together my top ten list for the year, mm-hmm. and I don't really have anything. Yeah, it's been um, a really really bad year for movies. I think I have one movie that is sitting at number one and has since I watched it in like late August. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything else is like I guess you can go on the list. Yeah, what's the movie? Um, it's it's have very I heard of it. I can almost guarantee that you have not. Oh, good. Um, it's a horror-ish movie. Oh, okay. It's called Tigers Are Not Afraid. Um, what country is it from? It's from Mexico. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yep. Because <laughs> um, that's not the name of a movie in English. That's definitely translated. It's actually, it's weird because it is, the, the, the Spanish title is, it does not translate to Tigers Are Not Afraid. No. Oh. Although that is a line from the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Spanish title is Vuelven, which means like they come back. Yeah. They return. Yeah, so it doesn't really... No. <laughs> um, but it's really good. Mm-hmm. It's basically... Um, it's like 
early Guillermo del Toro, like Pan's Labyrinth or Devil's Backbone, okay. where it's this kind of visceral real life story with this kind of fairy tale, creepy backdrop. Oh, okay. Um, and it's set in the like Mexican drug war in this unnamed Mexican town where it's these kids who have been displaced because their parents were killed by gangsters. Right. Um, Sounds like this, a fun. Oh, it's intense. Hearted romp. It's intense, but it's also it is. There are lighthearted moments because mm-hmm. it is about how they're still kids, yeah. like dealing with this, and that kids are pretty resilient mm-hmm. and continue to just be themselves. Um, Pan's Labyrinth, one of the oh. all-time misleads in advertising. What was it advertised as? I didn't. Uh, it just seemed like it was going to be kind of like fantastical and lighthearted, oh. and then it was super depressing. Oh yeah, and dark, and yeah, because um, the ads were like. You know, it was like they used some like big score and I oh, know, uh-huh. like it would probably be worth it to revisit the trailer and be like, oh, no. Um, but I that would be w- interesting. I've never seen the trailer. Yeah. Uh, there's probably a lot of movies that that should happen with. It's like, wow, did not was not accurate. <laughs> no, we actually um, I play bits of the trailer on Queer Wolf, my other podcast. Mm-hmm. And for certain movies that I have seen a lot, um, I just never saw the trailer because they came out either when I was a kid or before I was born. Yeah. And listening to the trailer, it's like, oh, this is not representing the movie properly yeah. at all. Well, and I think a lot of artists get really upset about how they cut trailers. And they're like, mm-hmm. "What? that's not what we were doing. And they're like, yeah, but we think this will market it better. Yep. But then what happens is people go into the theater expecting one thing and get another. And, and they don't like it. Yeah. It. Yeah. They're like, um, you know, like if Will Ferrell does a serious movie and they market it, it's like Will Ferrell being wacky because yep. there's one little moment where he gets hit in the face with something. Then you go see the movie and you're like, oh, there's like plot. I don't want this. Yep. Negative 50 score on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> but yes. Anyway, yeah, Tigers are Not Afraid was great. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's intense, but I recommend it if you like intense mm-hmm. things. Um. Oh, I just had a movie I wanted to ask you about. Oh, well. Oh. Darn it. Oh, well. Darn it. Um, now I'm just gonna sit here thinking. About yeah, it. now I want to know. Yeah, but is it a new? Was it a newer movie, like from this year? Yeah, I think so. Okay, we'll shoot. There my brain's just fried. Is that know. it? Chapter two? No. Okay, fair it enough. Wasn't, it wasn't a horror movie. Oh, okay. It was something else, but it was like a. I feel like it was a big thing. Oh, well, that's okay. okay. It'll pop back in. I forgive you. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, movies have been kind of dry mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and that movie that I watched was only in theaters for a week because it's it's streaming exclusively on Shudder, which is Amazon's like kind of horror yeah. streaming platform. Um, so not even really like a theatrical mainstream kind of thing. Yeah. Um, <sighs> what else is there in the world? I've been trying to read more. <laughs> have you? How's yeah. that going? Uh, it's been going well. Yeah. I, I have to read really... Uh, it takes me a long time to finish a book now mm-hmm. um, because my eyes are really crappy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can only read a couple chapters at a time and I have to kind of parse it out. Yeah. Because I'm still... I used to love to read all the time and I would like devour books in a day or whatever. Yeah. And I'm still like a fast reader and I still enjoy reading, mm-hmm. but... I, I got to split it up so much that it takes me like a month to finish a book. Mm-hmm. I've been on the same page of the book I'm reading for like months. <laughs> I pick up the book. I well, pick up the book, pick up my iPad, uh-huh. open it, start to read. And I'm like, I don't know what's happening. So I have to go back a couple pages. Oh, yep. And then I'm like, ah, and I get to that page and I'm like, oh, shoot, I'm falling asleep. 
<laughs> what book is it? Uh, it's the newest. Um, what's her fake name? Uh, J.K. Rowling, the Robert yeah. Galbraith. Yeah, it's the newest. I can't even remember the name of it because it's such a bizarre name. Is it the Cormoran Strike? Yeah, it's the Cormoran Strike book. Something white, Stark white, Strunk and white. No, that's different. <laughs> <laughs> the people who make the dictionaries. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it it's it. Like, and it's starting real slow. Like, the last book, so much happened at the end that this book has a lot of, like... Tying it all up, or... um, It's just kind of like it left the characters in a really crazy place, and then you, when this book picks up, they, like... It's kind of like... Um, a little bit like uh, if the season after Ross and Rachel got together on Friends, if when the season started, like something had happened between them but you didn't know what and they weren't uh, talking about it and you're just like uh hello can we get can, can we deal with this it's like that kind of thing like there was a big moment and now what are we doing and there's like extra characters involved to get in the middle and you're like uh, i don't care and like i don't know i'm i'm i feel like i'm quite a ways in and no plot has developed oh. so i'm like okay yeah. okay so sounds great yeah um i've never read those i do like um I mean, I liked the casual vacancy, like mm-hmm. her first non-Harry Potter mm-hmm. writing. But yeah, I don't know. I, I'm i worried about her because The Crimes of Grindelwald was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Yeah. It it definitely felt like... I mean, I, I think it's suffering from being in the middle of a five-movie arc yes. or whatever. So they were like, and here's one thing that's going to happen, but we're going to spend a lot of time like jump it just nothing happened yeah it Um, it was brutal yeah so i what's funny is um i enjoy those movies just visually they're so fun Uh to watch but that one yeah i've i've tried to watch it a few times and i just end up like i'm very distracted well it's really gray it Mm kind of tears apart all of the good things about the characters from the first one yeah um which you kind of have to do in trilogies and Philologies, whatever those are. I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I get that the characters can't be happy because there has to be a conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like the qualities that made them interesting characters are were being reversed in this movie a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I just, I'm not a not a fan. Yeah. And then the ending is a whole bunch of nonsense. Yeah, it really doesn't make any sense. And like, characters make choices, and you're like, you didn't explain that at all. Yeah, that was That's not a bizarre choice. Justified. But, yeah. But again, I think, you know, maybe, well, there's also the the weird thing where people are worried that she's like undone her own Cur- or continuity. Maybe? Yeah. Like she introduced something right at the end of the movie that was like, wait, what? Oh, yeah. That's I didn't even I forgot about and that. People are like I pushed really it out upset. of my brain. People are really upset about that. Like she she doesn't even know her own story. And it's like, I'm, I'm sure she knows what she's doing. Like there's going to be some more twists coming. Relax. Yeah, whatever. Uh, also. I am so through even pretending this has anything to do with Harry Potter, so it does yeah. not affect me at all. Yeah. Like, um, spe- oh, that was fun. Jack and I went to the Harry Potter world at Universal Studios. Oh, really? What did yeah. you think? Um, I loved it. I could have spent the whole day there. I was like, I'm so excited to be there and so excited to take him there for the first time. I also, when we got there, realized that the tour at Universal Studios is my favorite ride in oh, the world. Oh, yeah, it's really fun. It's really great. Um, and I remembered cause I went when I was probably like 10 or maybe ju- like really, like really close to Jack's age. 
and I loved it. And I, because I love movies so much and yeah. movie magic, um, it, I loved all of the backstories that they would give you and like, um, but they cut out parts of the tour that had been there. Like there used to be an avalanche and there's no avalanche anymore or something like, well, the, the earthquakes there now, right? There's always been, an, there was always an earthquake. Okay. What's funny is it's exactly the same as when I was a kid. Oh yeah. And the hydraulics are not as strong as they used to be. So, uh, I, have you been on there? I've been within the past two or three years. Yeah, so you go in and it's like you're underground in a San Francisco subway, which most people don't know exists, but there's a subway in San Francisco. Anyway, and like it's supposed to be the big one in San Francisco and then, you know, the the like level the above trolley you, car or whatever. Yeah, the the level above you like crashes down and a truck comes crashing towards you and you're supposed uh-huh. to But um when I was a kid it happened really fast. Like it was like bang, bang. Oh. And now it's like, oh no. And then it like very slowly lowers down. Oh yeah. And then the truck very slowly slides. And it's like, oh, you can tell that it's machines making that happen. When I was a <laughs> kid, you could not. It was like, whoa, what just happened? Um, the King Kong part was freaking incredible. Though. Oh yeah. That part was really cool. Because that part kind of sucked when I was a kid. It was like a big animatronic King Kong. And he's like, Arr. oh. And you're like, and that's super fake. I think it became the mummy for a while too. Uh, At least when I was a kid and yeah. went, I don't know. I have there is a mummy ride there. No, there is a mummy ride, but I do think there was a mummy part of the tram for a oh, little bit. That's perhaps. Lame. Yeah. Is the Fast and Furious part still? Oh God, it's so bad. Eww. It's so bad. We got we. It's one of those things where you go in and they're like playing different hologram or they're playing a hologram for the people in the cars. But like, if you're in the wrong spot, you can see the hologram happening in two different places. Oh yeah. And you're like, well, this is dumb. And boy, is the acting bad in that little hologram. It's like all of these people, it's like, oh yeah, that's right. They're all terrible actors. <laughs> uh, it's really dumb. It's really dumb. Um, but the first we did, we actually did the tour twice. Oh, in one day. And I love that, um, that he was like that into it. And like the first time, uh, part of the problem was like, we were towards the back and, so Jaws, when he popped up, like we couldn't even see. Oh, him. and then I was like, "Don't worry, he'll pop up again for us." And then he didn't, because it used to like pop up and go back down, and then pop up again. And this time, it just popped up one time and then reset. So oh. when we went by. Jaws was just going backwards, and I was like, "Well, that's not <laughs> that's not scary." <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it was really cool um, doing it the second time, and like, you know, got a different tour guide. They always have different funny things they do. They could probably take out the Jimmy Kimmel part. Not Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon. They could take Jimmy Fallon out of almost anything. Yeah. Uh, it's really dumb. It's like, and now Jimmy Fallon's going to tell us something. And then he is like, blah, 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 blah. And yeah. Um, I find him so irritating. Yeah. I actually, I don't know if I was having a dream or if I was just imagining being famous, but I had some sort of image in my head of like, if I was famous in the future and had to go on the Jimmy Fallon show and like, how I would attempt to just get him to shut up. Yeah. He just, um, it's, uh, yeah, he just, it seems really phony to me and he always has. And it's like, Oh, he's so likable. And I've just always been like, I don't, he's just trying so damn hard. Just stop trying. Yeah. So hard. Well, and it's just the, the, the thing is the thing that I hate is I do like a lot of his game concepts. Mm-hmm. Um, like the wheel of musical impressions, I think is really fun to watch the celebrities do stuff, yeah. but he's always forcing himself into it. Yep. And it always ends. Anything that he does always ends with him picking up a microphone and singing a song. Yep. And it's like, I did, 
I don't need this from you. Yeah. I want to hang out with Emma Stone or whatever. I don't yeah. need to hear you singing Get Lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm also really bitter about that lip syncing thing that it was like a game that John Krasinski and Emily Blunt and um, ooh, the other guy that created The Office, not Ricky Gervais. Anyway, they like invented and would play on their game nights and then they brought it. Like one of them went on the show and he was like, I want to try it. So they did it. And it was like John Krasinski uh-huh. and it was really funny. Um, and then he like took it as his thing and then always played and was always worse than the other person, but would, yep. but would like do something super audience, uh, just desperate. He like was always prop heavy or it wasn't that he would just always jump right into the camera and like, you know, and I was like, You're, it's just so desperate. That's how I always feel. This yeah. comedy's really desperate. It's like, please like me. Um, and he, you know, it was like the constantly laughing on SNL when it always felt like yep. you're just, you don't like this sketch, so you're you're going to laugh through it, but like you're not really laughing, you're pretending. Um, it was fun. I mean, he was good in some stuff when he was on SNL, but most of it was like he was with someone that was really great and he was there too and then somehow got the credit. Um, but uh, yeah. Anyway, enough Jimmy Fallon bashing. But yeah, uh, Harry Potter. World. Harry Potter world was great, and we had this. Um, sometimes you just have a day that like things are kind of magical. So um, we kind of randomly, I decided like we're gonna go to Universal Studios this summer, and I'm just gonna make it happen. And it was a lot of money, and I it was fine. I was like, this is a once in a lifetime thing. My son will never go to Universal Studios for the first time again. We're gonna do it. Um, so we went and like, I didn't know what I was doing. Um, which is a interesting part about being a parent is when you're like, Oh, I'm leading, but I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> like, things could go wrong, I guess. Um, so I got us in there and like, we went into the Harry Potter world right away and it was like, okay, we've got to get the butterbeer. And it was one of those things where it was like, which kind do you want? And I was like, both. And then they were like, okay. And I was like, and we want the collectible mugs. Like, I'm going to pay the five. Yeah, like, let, let's splurge today. Yeah. And like, I, it's like one of the better things I've ever done. Like he got the frozen one. I got the regular one. Then we swapped halfway through and like, um, but I just was like, this place is freaking perfect. Like I wish it was bigger. I wish the Harry Potter world yes. part was bigger. It's really small. Um, and then, you know, the rides there, there's only like a few rides and the wait's super long. Um, and we were there in the summer, so it was hard. And then this one, at one point I had downloaded the app and it tells you, the wait time for everything uh-huh. and at one point the wait time for the best ride which one is it it's the one inside the castle the like screen with the with the 3d screens and stuff yeah but it's also like a ride that goes around and then you stop in front of a screen um the wait went down to like nothing and Ooh. i don't know what happened and we just ran over there and like it took us longer to like we weren't waiting at any point we just had to run through the maze oh yeah line forever um and like we jumped on the ride and it was so fun. And then it broke down in the middle. And oh it, no. It broke down. There's a part where there's a giant spider and we broke down under the spider and Jack was so scared and was oh, like no. crying. And I was like, Oh no. And then right after that, there's all the dementors and he was just like, Oh, I don't want. And like, so that part was bad, but he, we got off the ride and he was like, that was so fun. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Thank God. Um, but, um, yeah, that was that was really cool. And then at the end of the day, we were like, 
he was like, I want to do, we bought him, a, I bought him a wand that, you know, and if you buy the wand there, it makes things You can work. activate things around yeah, there. You yeah, you can do spells. Um, and so uh, we were leaving, or we were getting ready to go, and he's like, I just wanted to, like, do all the spells in Harry Potter land. And I was like, okay, well, let's go back and do it. And it was um, that time of day where they were getting ready for the light show. And so there was only, like, you you couldn't get in and out of that part of the park. Like it was just full. It was like when Disney's parades start and like, yeah, all just sudden, packed. You can't go anywhere. So I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. And we just like walked around for a while and he was like really bummed. And I was like, oh, I don't want the day to end on this bummer note. But it said, you know, there were like three different shows and it was like, we recommend going to this show or this show, not the first one. So I was like, okay, well we'll hang out and then we'll see what happens. And like, maybe it'll empty out. Uh huh. So, and then he was like, you know what, let's just go home. And I'm like, okay, but let's swing by the Harry Potter way world on our way out. And we'll just, and we walked by and it was empty. Okay, cool. It was completely empty. And we went around and he did every spell that he wanted to do. And then we were like, sweet. And we went to the sweet shop. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually drank my, uh, my coffee this morning out of my Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> what's the sweet shop called? Honeydukes? Honeydukes. Yeah. I have a Honeydukes mug, which is really cute. Aw. And I, Drake, but yeah, and like we had, we just ended up, we came home. We still have our chocolate frog. <laughs> he hasn't finished it, but like, we just, it was like this perfect day, and I was like, this is my, this might be my favorite amusement park. I don't know. It's fun. It is. Uh, the rides are really cool. Um, and like one of my issues with most amusement parks is the rides are just roller coasters or kiddie rides. And yeah, there's it, no in between. And it has all the like simulator rides, which are what the ones I think I find the most fun. Um, so, yeah. Did you go on the Minions ride? We did. It's kind of fun. Yeah, it was cute. Um, the one that we did that sucked was the Kung Fu Panda one. Oh, I didn't know they had one. Is it? New? Yeah, it's it. No, it's it. I think it's something that they've done a couple different ways. But it's the big theater, and the chairs are supposed to move. Oh, they it like used to be it. Shrek 4D. Okay. Yeah, and it when I was a whippersnapper, yeah, it was just not like it was not good. (laughs) Did you do the Jurassic World one? The new no, that line was like two hours long, and and the ride is scary enough that both of us were like, I don't want to wait for two hours in line and then find out it's too scary for me. Yeah, (laughs) uh, and I get I get really anxious before rides like that. Like I can kind of handle them for the most part, but like my. I get really anxious in line Aww. and then, uh, and then I'm like, I don't, I feel like I'm gonna throw up. I don't want to go. Um, so yeah, but, um, that had just like just opened when we went the new one. So I was like, ah, let's, let's not. Um, but what's funny is we, we kept the app on my phone. So every once in a while we check it like on a random day and we're like, Oh, the line for that ride's only a minute long. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and I don't, I, I don't remember if this ever happened. And I don't imagine you would have gone there if it existed. But did they build like a permanent, like Walking Dead kind of zone? There is something about the Walking Dead, but I didn't, I couldn't even figure out where it was or what it was. Okay, and it was only open for part of the day. Okay, that's weird. Yeah, because probably I, to do with like lighting or something. I don't know. Probably, or maybe because it's a bunch of actors, they don't want to have them out there all day. They need to swap them out. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, because um, I remember hearing they would they were building like in the style of Harry Potter land, like a little corner that you can go to that is Walking Dead, like like a permanent um, mm-hmm. Halloween Horror Nights like haunt, yeah, spooky area. Mm-hmm. Um, no but, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't love the real life haunts. Yeah, 
Um, well, we've talked about how we hate it when people jump out at us. Yeah. So it's not so fun. Not going to a place that we already hate is not a great plan. Yeah. Also, I'm not good with strobes, which is usually the effect oh, that people yeah. lean on in that kind of haunted house yeah. maze situation. Yeah, because it's disorienting. Yep. Yeah. That's not a good thing. <laughs> but I do love, I mean, I love the production value of their mazes. Because mm-hmm. um, I've been maybe only once. Um, but, you know, they get actual, the right to big movies. Yeah. And they kind of recreate them in this really fun way. Like when Sergio and I went, we we went to an American Werewolf in London maze. Oh, cool. Which is like such a random title to pick for yeah. 2017 or whenever mm-hmm. we went, but it was really cool. Mm-hmm. Like they recreated the pub that they go to in the beginning of the movie. Oh, that's kind of cool. And it does feel like you're actually like kind of walking through the world of it. See, I would I would appreciate a lot more things like that. Um, like I I could do without Simpsons Land. I didn't feel like I wanted to be there at all because mm. it's like eh. but things that are in the style of the harry potter thing like lord of the rings world and yeah. anything like that uh, it's like oh that's a world i'd like uh someone should do like charlie and the chocolate factory candy room yeah you should go to pandora the avatar experience oh nobody cares no oh like, um, i guess we're talking about something that just happened at disneyland they made the star wars land which is that's exactly true. that and it that's i it's almost like, how did we not figure this out sooner? That like, there's so many movies out there that people just want to live in that world for a little while. Yeah, the where the world building and the universe yeah. is so exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also even even movies that like aren't, mm-hmm. you know, sci-fi, fantasy, cool worlds to be in. It's kind of cool to exist yeah. within them for a minute. Go um, on the set of Friends or Cheers or like yeah. Go go sit in a coffee shop that looks just like the coffee shop from Friends or yeah. Or Frasier. Sure. Cheers. <laughs> the bar that looks like Cheers. I mean, I know that they have those things somewhere, but they've been doing that recently because it's the Friends' twenty fifth anniversary. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also my twenty fifth anniversary. Look at you. Because Friends came out a month after I was born. Um, so you're born ninety. Ninety four, okay. My yeah. Freshman year of high school. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. What month? August. Okay, so it was between my freshman and sophomore year of high school. It's a weird way to <laughs> think of it. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. Um <clears throat> but yeah, so I they were oh, I slipped off this chair again. <laughs> um but yes, so <laughs> you're on an audible, <laughs> don't call it a chair. Whatever. Um but they they were doing this thing. There, there's like a coffee bean friends thing that's been going on. Oh, okay. And they also did a thing where over three nights there was like a fathom events where every night they were playing a package of like four best of friends episodes in oh. movie theaters. Oh, that's fun. That, that was, it is fun. I didn't go mm-hmm. because I, I do, I have AMC a list mm-hmm. and which is like 20 bucks a month and you can go to three movies a week. Right. But it did not apply for the AMC a list. Cause there it's a fathom go. event. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not going to pay $15 to watch some friends episodes. Mm-hmm. Cause I own all the DVDs. Yeah. And also they're on Netflix. Um, yeah, it would be cool to watch it with an audience though. I think that's the appeal. Yeah. It would have been cool. And it's just also I had work. So it was yeah. like, it was just a bunch of things where it's like, I could move around and pay money to do this, but also do I want to, Nah. but we went to that AMC around the same time to see something else. So we mm-hmm. saw the like friends couch setup that they had oh, in the okay. lobby. Yeah. It was really bad. Was it? It looked nothing like anything. Yeah. It was just some random orange couch that they probably found at a flea market. Yeah. It's just fun. Well, I mean, like 
pop-ups are happening like yeah it's like you can go to whatever and it has all the themed drinks or whatever yeah so it's like it is there is that is out there we really want to live in certain things i like i said charlie and the chocolate factory the candy room is still like if i i mean we've both been in that show yeah um, and uh i remember doing it opening night and being like oh my god this is like literally living out a dream of course all we had were baskets of candy on the top of ladders but still great yeah it was still really cool to like imagine being in that room it would be so fun to you know they'd have to figure out a way that people could have edible stuff that other people are touching without it being gross yeah it, it would have to be <laughs> it's challenge that's a challenge yeah one. um but yeah, no that that's that kind of stuff is super cool. Um, I love an immersive like in world mm-hmm. experience or product or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I don't love to wear a shirt that has like the poster for a movie on it. Mm-hmm. I like to wear a shirt that's like within the universe of the movie. Yeah, like I have a, a couple like Camp Crystal like counselor T shirts. Yeah, those are cool. And like that kind of thing, like the th- shirt that somebody wore in a movie. That's kind yeah, of cool like yeah. I really like I uh in Guardians of the Galaxy two. Um, Chris Pratt wears this shirt that's like gray with this like kind of design on it. It looks like it's in an alien language, but it looks almost like a soda t-shirt. Oh, okay. Um, and they sell that at a lot of places. Okay. Which is really cool. I don't love that that mo- I love Guardians, but not the second one necessarily. Yeah, so I wasn't like one was kind of a bummer. It was okay. Yeah. But I wasn't like compelled to buy the shirt. But I was like, mm-hmm. I like that it's there. Yeah. Um, Chris Pratt is an interesting. Oh God, I don't even. I, like what's going on with that guy? I have lost any interest I had in that man. Yeah, yeah. And now he's in the um, it's a new animated movie with him and Tom Holland. Yeah, voices. And I am, the new Pixar movie. Yeah, and it might be one of the first Pixar movies where it's like mm, this didn't work, but maybe it'll be good. It just this is strange. It looks bad. Yeah. Well, it's like I feel like it's too many things. It's like too many things all at once. But maybe it'll be good. Maybe. Um, uh, are there any things that are coming out that you're excited about? Are there? See? You know what? Hmm. This is a deeply ironic one. Mm-hmm. But there's a horror movie coming out called Countdown. Yeah. Uh, it's about an app that people can download that tells them exactly like how many years, days, uh, and hours yeah. there it's going to be until they die. And then the app, like someone gets in, says like three days, and she's like, "Oh no!" Yeah. And it's about like some spooky demon who's like killing people through this app, and it looks very stupid. And I'm very excited. Yeah, that's right up your alley. That would give me nightmares. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> like conceptually, it's scary. Yeah. But it looks real silly. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. I don't even know. Is like I don't know what's even coming out anymore. It feels like. God. I mean. Like that the Marvel universe dominated movies and now it's kind of over and like they're restarting, but it was like, Oh, there was always a new Mar- Cause that was it really in terms of movies coming out and of what you were seeing. You mean? Yeah, well, and just, I mean, overall it felt like there weren't very many movies coming out. I guess the new star Wars is coming out kind of. Yes. That's coming out, which obviously I'm going to see, but I don't, I'm not really like excited about it. Yeah. That's the star Wars universe. Just learned that less is more. Yes, they did. It took them a few movies, and then they went, oh, I guess not. Yeah. Let's see what... A Maleficent 2 is coming out. Nope. 
again, I will see Zombieland 2, but I don't really care. Oh, yeah, that looks disappointing, but um, not a movie that needed a sequel. No, not not 10 years later. Mm-hmm. Um, Terminator Dark Fate is coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doctor Sleep, the sequel, sequel to The Shining, is coming out. Mm. Which looks okay. Um, the new Charlie's Angels movie looks kind of fun. Yeah, it does. And I heard someone talking about it as though it looked terrible. And I was like, no, it doesn't. looks looks like fun. I was, I, one, It was one of those things I was watching the trailer and didn't know what it was a trailer for. And I was like, oh, this yeah. movie looks awesome. Look at these girls kicking ass. And then it was like, oh, it's Charlie's Angels. Eh, well, I wish they hadn't made it Charlie's, Charlie's Angels and just made it something else. But all right. Yeah, but it looks fun. Kristen Stewart is like stunning yeah and the trailer she seems like she's really having a good time expressive yeah using her face expressive like kind of like queer in a cool Mm -hmm. fun like way Mm -hmm. like she's been doing recently Mm -hmm. oh frozen 2 is coming out (sighs) yeah um i hope this one remembers that it's a musical because (laughs) the first frozen doesn't it doesn't you mean like halfway through they stop singing songs yeah (laughs) <laughs> There's like five songs right away, and then it's like, yeah, we're done. Well, at first, it's basically an opera. Like, yeah. it's all singing all the time. Yeah. And then after Let It Go, I mean, I, you know, they knew that was the best thing they had. But they then did they the kind snowman of. Song. That was before no, it's Let, it go. Let It Go. No, do you want to build a snowman? It's like the opening song. No, no, song. no. The, snow, the song The Snowman Sings. Oh, the freaking. I, I hate Olaf so much. Oh, I liked him. Um, that's Jack too bad. loved him. He has a, he had a Novoff, so you you're ruining my child's drive. Oh child yeah, that's fine. Um, he's just irritating. Oh, um, so there's that song, and then there's a song with the tr- when the like trolls show up. Um, you don't even remember that. Why would you? Um, he's a bit of a fixer upper. Yeah, that, that one. one. Yeah, and then it stops. Yeah, there's not even a closing number. It no. just ends. Yeah. And also, I'm a little mad because I had a running guess that an Anna was going to develop fire powers at some point, mm. and I'm still holding out hope that it happens in this one. Yeah, but I was resentful that that did not come true. It is weird that one character in the entire thing in the entire universe has magic powers, and that's it. It is, yeah. It's a, <laughs> like everything else is just realism and trolls. I guess there's some trolls. Yeah, and then but then it's just like yeah, we're hanging out with a reindeer in the snow. It, uh, Why whatever. did she get magic? How did she? She doesn't. She's just born with them. Yeah, whatever. I mean, no look, I'm not concerned yeah. with an explanation for yeah. it. It's a fantasy. I don't but care. I like your idea. It should be. Yeah. Well. Um, I liked Frozen the first time. I, I wasn't sitting back going, "Boy, I wish there were more songs." I just enjoyed it, and uh, the ending surprised me, and that was fun. Yeah, uh, no, it's a fun movie. I just didn't love it. Yeah. Well. And, wasn't made for us. It no, made you're for right. Five-year-old girls, so. and it worked. And they all love it all the time. Everybody I know that has a daughter, like at some point, is Elsa for Halloween. Oh yeah, so we gotta be. Yeah. Um, I am excited for Knives Out, the new movie from uh, Ryan Johnson, which is that like uh, who done it uh, with Daniel Craig. Who I'm not excited for Daniel Craig. Um, oh, but I like Daniel Craig. No, like he looks good, but it, he's yeah. doing this weird, very chewy Southern accent that I am not convinced on. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. But it's Jamie Lee Curtis and Chris Evans and Christopher Plummer. Okay, and like it's a really oh, Tony Collette. It's okay. a really solid it's all cast. Your favorite actors. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, uh, oh, you know what movie that that I had uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? I didn't. Get oh, to see that okay. In the theaters, but I'm okay with. Well, that. did you have eight hours to spare? <laughs> no. And also, each every Tarantino movie, I always am. I I like them. I like watching them, 
but at some point I'm like, I'm done. Like I, I don't need to watch the rest. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, uh, and I just was listening to people breaking down like reservoir dogs and talking about how great it is. And then I went back and watched it and I was like, no, it's not, (laughs) it's not good. I don't like, there's some really bad performances in there that he masks with really snappy dialogue Mm -hmm. and crazy character choices. But like, um, the, the mystery of what happened to Michael Madsen's career is, uh, solved by, he was never good. And, <laughs> and then when he wasn't in a Tarantino movie, he was bad to watch on T on screen. Oh, his, his basic acting style is make a, make a, like a, a pained face <laughs> and kind of, and kind of have a raspy voice. And that's it. That's a pretty good impression. Yeah. You just, the whole time. He's you've been doing that. You've been holding out on me. Like yeah. I, I have been really claiming my space as the great impressionist on this I podcast. I know. What are you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. Um, that wasn't the right voice. I just I haven't. I'd never tried that voice out loud. So trying it. I'm sorry to all of our millions yeah, of listeners. It's kind of Grover esque. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was in the wrong. Yeah, I gotta. I gotta hear the voice again, and then I can mimic it. Um. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like I wanted to see that movie. I wanted to see it less because of all the damn hype. Um, and you probably know my feelings on Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm yep. pretty, I'm pretty bored by his performances, but um, I don't know. I really love Brad Pitt. I always think he's interesting, and then people are always like, mm, "He's trying too hard" or whatever. And I'm like, uh, "Okay, I don't think you guys understand acting, but that's fine." Like he is he's good in everything. I always feel like he's good, except for uh, Seven Years in Tibet. He was bad in that. I never saw that. Is he in a hat in that one? He is a mountain, an Austrian mountain climber. Oh. yeah, That meets the Dalai Lama. No, thank you. It's one of those movies where it's like, Oscar movie. That just never went anywhere. Yeah, and uh, his accent is out of control. (laughs) He's like, Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt, Himalayas. Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt. <laughs> well, yeah, he's well, he's so California. Yeah, in the way that even he, though he's from the Midwest. Yep, <laughs> he's good at one accent. Yeah. Um, oh, he's pretty good when he uh in what's the one is it called California where he's kind of a with psychopath? A K? Yeah. Yes. He's got like a crazy accent in that. He's got a crazy accent in Snatch, which I love him in. I could watch that over and over and over. I love him in that movie. I love Rupert Grint. In that movie, no, that's the TV show. No, you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. It's funny when you think back on Guy Ritchie. It was like he had two movies in him. Yeah, and then he was like, "Let's make a King Arthur movie," I guess. Yeah. He well, he just has, he has one of those styles. It's really great for heist movies, which is what he did uh-huh. the first couple times, and they were the same. They were basically the same movie, like. Even Jason Statham's in both of them, playing basically the same part. Um, But it's, like, set in the bad parts of London that nobody really knows about in the States and Mm -hmm. all these accents you can't understand and, like, all these crazy characters, which are also very similar from movie to movie. But he, like, did those two. He did Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, which I watched recently and I think holds up, Mm -hmm. Um, and Snatch, which I loved. Uh, and then he was like, and now I'm together with Madonna, so I'm going to make a love 
story movie and it's just all going to be sepia tone for some reason and or whatever he did some weird like vaseline on the lens look and great awful uh i don't think i even saw it i just saw the trailers and was like and i'm out uh and then like the first sherlock holmes was kind of good yeah i remember liking it i mean i was a preteen or whatever um the second one was not good uh i kind of liked the new aladdin movie that he made oh did he make that yeah he did yeah um it's definitely not good yeah but also i don't know i love a i love a movie musical (laughs) yeah you do um yeah i that and i missed the the lion king missed me also oh no i absolutely i boycotted that movie yeah just just for myself i was like i refuse (laughs) we were we've been talking about it at school we just keep joking about how it's like you mean the live action lion king except none of it's live action it's all animated also it's just a yep. different kind of, all right did uh now the new aladdin did they change anything did they add anything because there's definitely like holes in that plot so i thought maybe they'd cover some of them up um they they change more with jasmine's character because they're trying to make it more like girl power but also um, like so she has a character instead of just yes. being like, Daddy, I don't want to. Oh, here's Aladdin to save me. Yep. Yep. Um, they they at least give her more of like a motivation. Yeah. Like she actually wants to be Sultan. Oh, that's cool. like so she actually and she's kind of more capable than her father is. Got it. Um, at least in his age, and he's like too trusting of Jafar. Um, they also enact her girl power in a truly terrible new original song. Um, from the from the writers of the Greatest Showman. Um, oh. It, I, oh, it's real bad, and mm-hmm. it's real obvious, and it's so obviously shoehorned in that it's mm-hmm. it functions as almost a dream ballet. <laughs> like it's it's awful. Mm-hmm. Um. But I, I like the changes in her character for the most part. I thought that Naomi Scott, who plays her, did a really good job. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fine. Will Smith did, did great. Did he? Yeah. I was real worried about that. Yeah, he's he's doing this thing that is completely different from Ro- Robin Williams, but mm-hmm. does capture that kind of manic, okay. anything goes energy of it. Oh, good. So I, I do think he's doing a good job. And whenever I see Will Smith recently, I'm reminded that he's a movie star. Mm-hmm. Like he's good at what he does. Yeah. He's not necessarily the best actor no. per actors, Mm-mm. but he's just really compelling and charismatic. Like I liked him in Suicide Squad. I thought he did mm-hmm. a good job in that yeah. bungle of a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh the well he's got the new one coming out where he's himself and young him. Oh that looks terrible. Yeah. <sighs> well, I think we should start wrapping up. I think we should too cuz I really have to pee. Mm, yeah, which is how we end every my podcast. My internal timer. Yeah. Um and also I need to go eat lunch somewhere. So oh yeah. I need to do something. That sounded like Jack for a second but it's not. There's like a million little kids that live here. Okay, let's wrap up. So uh, don't forget to tune in in exactly two weeks Mm -hmm. because we will definitely be having another episode in two weeks. Yeah, um, we're very serialized. Mm -hmm. Um, Uh, The exciting conclusion (laughs) to this plot line. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, this was fun. I hope we can do it before six months goes by. Yeah, we'll we'll see. (laughs) We'll We'll try. Yeah. Uh yeah, see you next time, everybody. Uh, yeah, it's uh, 2024. Uh, and and remember, 
Hey, man, don't poop your pants. You did it. We did it. Oh, I swear you'd forget. 